It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. James Rhodey Rhodes, the war machine himself. He's been a character in the Marvel Universe for a long time. He was in the very first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Um, he's appearing in Secret Evasion, and he's also got an upcoming Armor Wars movie. Now, Ashley, I want you to take out the movies. I don't want to talk about the movies right now. But in the current Marvel Comics universe, what do you think is the legacy or the attitude or even the view of Rhodey as a character? Like, how, how do you think the Avengers see Rhodey? Do you think they see him as Iron Man's sidekick? Or, or, or like, what do you think their viewpoint on this, like, really great character is? I, I think that their viewpoint on Rhodey is that his value comes as a military strategist. Mm -hmm. I, I would say that's to... Um, a wavering success, depending on the writer. Do you think they like him better than Tony? How could you not? I was going to say that too. I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, and I was going to say that what I, what I do admire about the way Rhodey's been written from his inception is the lazy thing to do is to make a military person, um, hard Tough. and mean. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you, uh, I've known a lot of military people in my life. You're talking to one right now. And uh, they are <laughs> the nicest people, some of the sweetest um, people that I, I don't know any military person who's like this all the time. There, and I think, those people do exist though. I'm sure they yeah. do. Um, I don't know any of them, mm -hmm. but, but what I appreciate I is have. that, <laughs> is that Rhodey is a very real person. Yeah. Um, and I think Rhodey is the, the good time Iron Man because Rhodey has been Iron Man. Mm -hmm. He has been War Machine. Mm -hmm. um, but I also, what I like about Rhodey is I think that particularly in comics continuity, he's really stepped out from just being like Iron Man 2.0. Mm -hmm. I, I have never thought of him as Iron Man sidekick. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think he's ever been, it's not like I've read every Avengers comic, but I don't think he's treated like that in the comics. I think Sometimes he is. I, I do think his real value is, is his mind and his sense of strategy. I, it's so funny. We're going to talk about this. I think the strength of Rhodey mm. is his heart mm. and his will. Ooh, um, we're going into some like yeah. uh, Hell Jordan. Because I'm, I, I, I will say this a little bit. Like I love James Rhodey Rhodes to death. I don't know if he's the smartest guy. He's a, I'm not saying he's dumb, but I don't think he's like a military strategist like Batman. Uh, but I think he's a better strategist than an average Avenger. I, I would agree with that. And that goes a lot to his military training, yeah. which we can talk about because it's the perfect place to begin our session on. Hello. 
Welcome to Geek History Lesson. I am Jason Black and Gray Armor Inman. I am Ashley Victoria Robinson. Welcome to your Mind University because you've stumbled onto the podcast where we take one character construct uh, or mech suit from pop culture and teach you everything you need to know about it in about an hour. And we're finally getting yeah. to one of Jason's favorite characters. We have saved Rhodey for so long. Mm -hmm. Looking for the opportune moment. And then we finally said, uh, nuts to this, we need to do a roadie episode. Well, <laughs> well, he's appearing currently in Secret Invasion, yeah. the Disney Plus series. He's going to apparently be a big part of the Armor Wars movie, which may or may never happen or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we have talked about this in a long time in the podcast that I can't believe there are so many MCU movies and not a single one of them have been titled War Machine. Because again, he appears in the very first MCU movie. Should have should have had a movie in Phase 2. I'll die on that hill. I agree. War Machine should have been a movie. Actually, should have been the first movie of Phase 2 because the first movie of Phase 1 was Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I will say this, that I think that James Rody Rhodes is such a strong character that I think we could have had a War Machine trilogy by that. But enough of this. You know, Rhodey is one of my favorite Marvel characters. Mm -hmm. um, he is my Iron Man. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to talk a lot about him. This episode also was requested by some awesome uh, listeners. It was requested by Lee Chavos and Kayam Steinberg. Kayam. Uh, Oh, did I say it wrong? Chaim. Chaim, I'm sorry. The CH makes the sound. I apologize. Uh, it's also, we had some great research in this by GHL research assistant Diego Nunez, Woo! who, like I say, Rhodey is a battle buddy to Tony Stark. Diego was my battle buddy on this one. So let's get into the first section of our podcast, the Tencent Origin. Ashley, would you kindly tell the audience what that is? Yes, the Tencent Origin is the first part of the podcast where Professor Jason is going to tell you all the who's us and what's its galores in case you go to an Armor Wars themed cocktail party and some Somebody doesn't know who Rhodey is and you got to slap some sense into them. Now, War Machine, Rhodey, and I'm mainly going to call him War Machine, but he has had several, several names. But because that is, well, because that's the MCU name, mm -hmm. that's what most people probably know him by. Uh, he, of course, is a Marvel Comics character. He His first appearance uh, is James, what do you think, uh, what do you think? His actual name is James Rhodes. Yeah. But he also has a middle name. Most people call him Rhodey. That is his nickname. Ashley, what do you think Rhodey's middle name is? Melvin. No, Rupert. He's Rupert. He, he's a JRR. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's funny. I would have, uh, I would have literally never guessed that he yeah. would have that British show yeah. middle name. But most people call him Rhodey. Yeah, yeah. Um, which makes sense because as a military person, his name would see be Rhodes and all the name tags. Yeah. So, and military yep. nickname tradition runs runs yep. long. His first appearance was in Iron Man number one one eight in January of nineteen seventy nine. His first appearance as Iron Man was in Iron Man one seventy. So fifty issues later, he wow. was Iron Man uh, in. May May of 1983, and his first appearance as War Machine was in Avengers West Coast number 94 in May of 1993. He also made an appearance as Iron Patriot. We will mm -hmm. talk to that in Gambit number 13 Eep. in May 2013. He was created by David Micheline, John Byrne, and Bob Layton. His, uh, of course, again, uh, his speed, he's human. He's we're going to go this. His team affiliations are the Avengers, the crew, Force Works, the Initiative, the Iron Legion, the Office of National Emergency, the Secret <laughs> Avengers, the Secret Defenders, Stark Enterprises, the DOD or the Department of Defense, the United States Marine Corps, the West Coast Avengers, and World dun, Watch dun, dun. Incorporated. Now, I want to clarify something here. Okay. He is a Marine. Yes. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe... He is in the Air Force. Mm. That is the difference here. So Rhodey is a Marine. He's a Marine pilot. 
He is not in the Air Force in the comic books. Do you have a preference? He should be in the Air Force. Okay. <laughs> I think the MCU was correct on that one. Okay. Um, his partnerships have been with Iron Man. Um, of course, uh, his abilities are he has a powered armor suit. He has superhuman strength, speed, durability. We're going to get into all of that when we explain the all the abilities of the first war machine suit. Uh, but you just need to know that he is an experienced Marine trained in combat. And also he is an experienced combat aviator and he has an aviation engineering degree so he can Ooh, fix things. So he is a smart. He's also an engineer like Tony Stark. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, let's hop into the meet cute. What's that, Ashley? Uh, you're so German and all of your introductions. It was, it was Z. It was Z Tencent origin, mm-hmm. the meet cute. Uh, the ten, or sorry, the meet cute is where we stole a term for romantic comedy writing and we're going to tell you where we first meeted these characters and how cute did was Jason. Well, we're going to start actually with our research oh, Diego, Diego who Diego Anthony us, Nunez. That's okay. He said, uh, I remember seeing War Machine in Spider-Man, the animated series mm-hmm. in the 1990s. In my kid brain, I naturally assumed War Machine and Iron Man were brothers because I didn't know what they looked like outside the suit, which I think is a very... That is so cute. That's very cute. <laughs> uh, and he said, I believe that Iron Man and War Machine were brothers until I saw the very first Iron Man movie. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, Diego, I kind of love that retcon, and I kind of wish now that War Machine was Iron Man's brother. Yeah. <laughs> James Stark. You know? He could also just be James Rhodey. He could be the same character sure, and just sure. like his adopted brother, yeah. his half brother. Ashley, what is your meet cute with War Machine? Um, Oh boy, probably the Iron Man movie. The first one? Uh, yeah, it was definitely the MCU. I was mm. not like aware. I'm, I don't know if I ever read a story with him in it, but he was definitely not on my radar until he made his mm. debut in the MCU. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not an Iron Man reader. I'm not a super Iron Man Well, fan. see, that's because you didn't like me go to a Walmart in a very young age and see in the comic rack a very shiny foil cover of the black and silver war machine Mm -hmm. armor and was like, ooh, that cover is sparkly. I got to buy it. That's how I bought my first Iron Man comic book. And uh, when I started reading comic books before that, um, Rhodey was Iron Man. Yeah. Tony Stark was dead. We'll get into that for a little bit of reasons. And Rhodey was the person wearing the red and gold armor. So to me, Iron Man was a black man named James Rhodes. And then when Tony Stark became Iron Man, I was like, what the what? What is this? I honestly (laughs) think if, if Rhodey had just been Iron Man, I think I would have liked him a lot. I've never liked Tony Stark Mm. um, in any versions of any universe, Uh, but I've always, I've liked Rhodey. So I think if Rhodey had just been Iron Man, maybe I would have been an Iron Man. (laughs) Well, we're going to get into the history 101, but first we got to talk about this. Attention all Geek History Lesson fans. We have an urgent message to share. Our beloved podcast intern cat, Brago, needs your help. That's right, folks. Brago, our faithful Geek History Lesson intern cat, has been diagnosed with kidney problems. And at just five years old, he's brought joy and laughter to each episode, and he's become an integral part of our team. But now, Brago requires multiple treatments and surgeries to overcome this challenge. And we're reaching out to our incredible community, our incredible Mind University, and hoping that you can lend a helping hand. We all understand financial strain that comes with medical circumstances, especially for pet owners. And that's why we've come up with an idea that we know you'll love. We are introducing the Podcasting Intern Kitty Acrylic Pens. These charming one-inch pens not only make a delightful addition to your collection, but they will also serve as a way for you to support Brago's 
medical expenses. By purchasing these pens or making a direct donation through our website, you'll be making a direct impact on bringing our podcast kitty back to healthy podcasting form. We have two pen designs to choose from, and if over 200 people step up and help us out, we'll be able to cover the entire cost of Brago's surgeries. So be a hero to our furry intern cat. Head over to bit.ly slash savebrago or visit jasoninman.com and look for the Podcast Cat fundraiser tab. That's bit.ly slash savebrego, S-A-V-E-B-R-E-G-O, with no capitals. There will also be a link in this episode's description. Remember, every contribution, big or small, counts, and together we can make a difference in Brego's life and ensure he continues to bring us laughter and joy for many episodes to come. Thank you for your support, Geekestral Lesson fans. Let's rally behind Brego and show the world what our amazing community can achieve for a kitty. All right, so we're going to hop into the History 101 of James Rhodey Rhodes. All right, here's everything the main meat of our podcast. James Rhodey Rhodes was born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, growing up in Philly was difficult for him. And as a child and as a black child, he dealt with a lot of racial abuse from the white kids that did not like him around their quote unquote parks. Mm. And as a teenager, he would be picked on by black gang members that resented Rhodey for prioritizing his education because mm. Rhodey was very, uh, I want to say career minded. He was yeah. very much like, I am going to do this. I am going to get out of here. Um, so Rhodey has this drive that is going to follow this character basically through his entire story. He eventually joined the United States Marines. He became a lieutenant. He became a pilot and he was serving combat tours in Southeast Asia. Now, this is where we're going to start getting into the revolving timeline of Marvel Comics. This has been updated to Afghanistan, but at the time of his origin, it was somewhere in a jungle in Southeast Asia. Somewhere that was not Vietnam, Vietnam. Hinting that it was Vietnam, yeah. but yet not Vietnam. Yeah. But he is in a jungly country in Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. So... While on tour, his helicopter was blasted out of the sky and he found himself stranded behind enemy lines with a broken helicopter. At that same time, Tony Stark had just escaped from Wong Chu's prison camp after building his prototype suit of his very first iron armor. So the big gray bulky suit. Mm -hmm. So this big gray bulky Iron Man comes walking out of the jungle and sees Rhodey. And Brody's like, this is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, Hello, friend. So Iron Man asks if he can use the electrical charge of the helicopter to help recharge his suit. And Rhodey, of course, distrustful of a weird giant man dressed in silver armor walking around the jungle, is uh, very unsure to do, except when a band of Viet Cong come to attack them. Mm. And Tony actually saves Rhodey's life mm. during the skirmish. So... Rhodey decides to give them electricity and together they discover a hidden enemy base. They destroy the base and they steal a helicopter, allowing Rhodey to use his secret superpower to fly them out of there and get them to the nearest American base. So impressed with Rhodey, Tony Stark eventually offers him a job as his personal pilot, which Rhodey declines. But after venturing into different career paths, basically no one else would hire him, he does eventually relent. Uh, he goes, you know, I guess I will work for a billionaire who I met in the Asian jungle who has a metal flying suit. Mm -hmm. um, and over the years, he became not only Tony's personal pilot, 
and chief aviation engineer for Stark International, but he also became Tony's closest friend. Now, here is a listener note. Iron Man kept his real identity secret from Brody for several years. Rude. And made him believe that Iron Man was Tony's bodyguard because that's what it yep. was, is that yep. Iron Man was the the personal bodyguard of Tony Stark. Um, one can only imagine, you know, some of the conversations that like, you know, uh, uh, that would have happened in the weird secret identity of it all, uh, because this was a ruse that Tony Stark perpetrated on several people in comics for years and not just Rhodey. Um, I'm going to say this. This is my headcanon about this mm -hmm. because I, I noticed that Rhodey's one of the characters that we've introduced who doesn't have genius level intellect tacked onto his abilities. Mm -hmm. But I don't think Rhodey is stupid. Um, I think this is a Batman James Gordon thing. I think Rhodey knew and just let Tony come and out himself when he felt comfortable with well, it. Maybe we'll get to that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll, maybe that's something that's going to happen. But I want to talk about Ashley. You know, Tony Stark in terms of secret identities has a unique secret identity compared to most other people. And that he's a public figure? And no, compared that he is, Iron Man is pretending to be an employee ah, of, of the, the man secret identity. of who he is, mm -hmm. right? He is pretending to be a person connected to him. Yeah, he's catfishing people. <laughs> like, I kind of, it, it kind of makes it unique, but like, do you think the whole I'm the bodyguard of the man that I'm protecting secret identity would have ever worked or really works? Or what? Do, what is your opinion on this? I don't think it's something it, very unique to Iron Man. I don't think it would have worked for five entire seconds. Um, what I what I appreciate about it narratively is that it's not just basically like a glorified version of being in the closet. Like it's not just trying to keep the two identities separate. Like I appreciate the thought of like, well, it, someone might see me near my Iron Man armor. So I need an explanation for that. Like I appreciate it's not just flat out denial. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it would have worked. Yeah. Now, Rhodey, of course, is a character that values loyalty. That's yeah. going to go throughout this. And in the Denny O'Neill run, Iron Man number 165, uh, it sees the bad guys realize that they need to cut Rhodey out of Tony's life because mm -hmm. he's too good of a friend, too good of an employee. And they actually do it. And without Rhodey to lean on and a whole pile of extra stress, Tony handles the stress by drinking. Yep. Which also affects his ability to use the Iron Man suit. And then eventually... Don't drunk an Iron Man yep. suit. <laughs> and then eventually a drunk Iron Man shows up to James Rhodey Rhodes yeah. and asks him for help. And this is when Rhodey reveals that he knew that Tony Stark was Iron Man the entire time. He says, it's, it, I'm paraphrasing very badly, but basically he's just like, shut up, Tony. I know it's you. <laughs> I would have I would have loved, honestly, like I would have loved Don Frank Cheadle Jr., Kansas City's favorite sign to give us a version of that scene. Yeah. I know we couldn't have played it out with the way the MCU worked, no. but I would have loved him to be like, yeah, dummy, I knew it was you. Yeah. Well, uh, well, actually, also, this leads into another conversation because yeah. I know you're the biggest Tony Stark fan. Absolutely. Um, what do you think about their friendship? Do you like it? Does it make sense? Well, how do you feel about Tony Stark and James Rupert Rhodes? Best buds. Uh, Rhodey can do so much better. That's true. That's 100% true. Um, I actually think Rhodey would be really good friends with uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America. I think so, too, because yeah. I think they would have a lot of common yeah. bonds. I know that's like a very lazy comparison because they're both well, dedicated soldiers. Yes, it's a friendship that I wish the movies would play out a little bit more. Would have been really nice. And I would have loved just to see those two actors get a mm -hmm. chance to interact a little bit more. Um, you know, we all have that friend or that family member in our life who we know is not good for us. Mm -hmm. um, 
whether they actually have like an illness or a substance abuse or a mental health issue or because, you know, you just have that friend in your life who's maybe doesn't have their stuff together as much. And like, that's that's who Tony is to Rhodey. But like, Rhodey, Rhodey deserves better. Rhodey deserves better pretty much across the board in all versions of Rhodey. He deserves better. It's one of the few times that I think opposites attract. It's funny because I think that about Rhodey and Carol. Because mm, I was, see, I was going to say that like Tony wants to be Rhodey, but he can't. Yes. And Rhodey wants to have more fun like Tony, but yeah. can't. Yeah. So, uh, but like, I don't like Tony Stark, so I don't enjoy them together. Mm, you know, actually, like, again, one of, I think, the best examples of their friendship, and it's why the first Iron Man movie, I think, is so well written, mm -hmm. is the, they do this interesting jump cut where, you know, it's Rhodey and Tony, and they're getting ready to fly over to Afghanistan, and they're, and, and Rhodey is, like, getting after him, and, and Tony's like, oh, come on, have a drink, it's okay, it's good, and they just hard cut to where, like, they're, like, five drinks in and having a conversation, just like, well, let me tell you, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, it was one of the, it was one of the few times where I was like, yes, that is how these guys are. Like, Tony, Tony convinces Rhodey to, like, go to Vegas with him and do this stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, some time passes. Some Iron Man adventures happen, and eventually Magma, a villain in Iron Man's rogue gallery, is operating this big crab-like machine that Iron Man tries to fight. Sure. Soon, Iron Man finds himself overwhelmed, and he retreats back to Stark International, and there he finds Rhodey and tries to recharge his suit again. Sound familiar? He's like, Rhodey, please, charge my suit! And uh, Rhodey's like, just use Duracell. Dun, dun, dun. No, that's not an ad for Duracell. I'm sorry. During the process of recharging his suit, Tony passes out. And unfortunately, Magma just followed the jet path and was like, oh, he's like Iron Man with the Stark International. And Rhodey decides the only way that he can save him and Tony is he has to put on the Iron Man suit. Mm. And he faces off as Magma as Iron Man. Uh, he does a great job dismantling Magma's machine and defeats him. And after that battle, this prompts Tony to push Rhodey into the role of Iron Man while he decides to take a break and go to rehab. Uh, but he actually doesn't do that at all. It actually allows Tony more time to indulge into his drinking habit. Demon in a bottle. Yeah. Not so fun fact. Uh, Winston Supreme Canadian is uh, a brand of whiskey on Earth 616, and it's Tony Dr Stark's drink of choice. I wonder if that's inspired by Canadian Club. Uh, I don't know. Which is a fairly well known whiskey. I almost said Tony's drink, Stark of choice. Tony's drink, Stark of choice. Yeah, Tony's drink, Stark of choice. Someone put it on a t-shirt. Uh, so, Rhodey does this. Yeah. Because he's, he's, a, he's a loyal battle buddy. Yeah. He's a good friend. Yeah. So, he becomes Iron Man. Yep. And uh, it because is, Marvel didn't want to retire the title. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of funny because one of the very first things that he does as Iron Man is he kind of calls the Avengers and says that Iron Man is taking the leave of absence. Uh -huh. um, and it's funny because he calls them. And at this time, they have been trying to get a hold of Iron Man. They've been like, why is Iron Man not answering the phone? Because they don't know that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Yeah. So, Ashley, I would like you to imagine it that you are the Wasp. Great. And I am uh, James Rhodey Rhodes, Iron Man, okay. calling you okay. to request or explain why I have been missing okay. uh, for so long. So here we go. Okay. I think I'll pick up after this ring. Van Dyne Industries, how can I help you? Uh, yeah, hey, Avengers. Yeah, it's uh, Iron Man. Um, it's, it's just Janet. It's huh? just, yeah, it's, it's not, I don't have any other Avengers here. Oh, sorry. Uh, hi. Yes. Uh, Janet Avengers. Hello. Uh, 
I'm just not going to come into work on Monday or ever, probably. Um, I mean, I don't think we're paid, so that's mm. fine. <coughs> um, <coughs> you don't sound one like yourself. Yeah, well, you know, new suit. Uh, <coughs> I've uh, I've come down with a serious case of um, uh, Avengeritis, and uh, I, I just I don't think I can ever come back to work. Like you guys, ever. like ever, ever. Yeah. is this like a Peter Parker Spider Man No More thing? Well, or? I don't know who Peter Parker is. Is uh, is that like a secret identity that I should know? Yeah, maybe. Who yeah. knows? Oh yes, me as Iron Man, I definitely know that. Yes, a hundred percent. No, it's a, it's a highly classified superhero disease. Only a few of us know about it. It's very hush hush. Well, I feel like since we're a superhero team, you should maybe share that knowledge with us. Uh, well, I mean, oh god, interference! Can you hear that? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you going? You know, yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah I super you know, can. In fact, I, you know, I just. Uh, you know, like, look, 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 okay, okay, sorry. I'm doing, I'm gonna be honest with you, okay? Okay. My arc reactor is acting up and I need a day off. I gotta be honest, I don't know if at this point I know what an arc reactor is. <laughs> oh, it's that, big, arc reactor? it's that big shiny circle thing that's in my chest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, um, Tony Stark has one of those too. Uh, yeah. yeah I, very I, publicly, in I, fact. I work for him. He's oh, my boss, right. remember? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, it's very stressful. Um, I just, look, I need a break. I don't want Captain America catching on. Okay. Okay. But so, He's but, doing but, me a solid. But so this, is this a forever thing or is this for like six months? Are you going to rehab? Uh, 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 no, 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 I'm not. Okay. But is, so is this a forever thing? I mean, at least until the next writer. Okay, so this is like a me and Hank breaking up thing. I can sure. I can handle that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, one thing real quick. Yeah. Uh, if you find any spare Stark nanobots lying around, um, just don't activate them or you might create a new super villain. Just don't tell me. There's a bunch in the basement. Don't do it. Don't do it. So should I lock the basement or I could shrink down and maybe fight them? I, mean, I am the wasp. I mean, it depends. I mean, I mean, if you guys don't have anything bored to do and you need to fill an annual issue, then yeah, sure. Activate them. Okay, cool, cool. cool yeah, yeah. Cool, but cool, cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, this has been good. Great. Yeah. Um, I have to go design hey. my new winter collection and then walk the runway in Milan. So I'm going to promptly forget about this. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was just going to try to ask you out for a date, but I guess um. I think I might be married. I'm not sure. Oh yes, Iron Man would know that. Iron, you definitely are married. I, I'm sorry, uh, Iron Man. Iron Man, I, I, Iron Man out. Click. <laughs> wow, that was weird. Yeah. I guess I'll go tell Steve about this. So here's, here's. So we I can, think we nailed that conversation. I think that's exactly how it happened. Um, so here's the thing. He calls the Avengers, says, "I'm not coming into work," but then eventually, Rhodey is the Iron Man for a new Avengers team, one that likes sand and convertibles and Mai Tais, a team called the West Coast Avengers. Dun, dun, dun. Why Mai Tais? Mai Tais are not a California drink. Hey, you leave me alone. Rhodey doesn't know California, okay? Um, now, enough of that West Coast Avengers, a very old joke of this podcast, uh, a t-shirt that keeps getting shut down by Disney on all of our t-shirt sites. Um, even though there's nothing copyrighted it. Thanks, Disney. We are going to learn about one of Rhodey's most important Iron Man adventures. Right after this. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And GHL, we're back. James Rhodey Rhodes, he's pretending to be Iron Man. He just joined the West Coast Avengers, even though he told the main Avengers that he was taking a sick day. Is he pretending to be Iron Man so much as he is just Iron Man? He is pretending to be Iron Man. But he is Iron Man. He's wearing the suit and doing the things. Yes, he's Iron Man. But there are people, people don't know that there are multiple people in the suit. Right, but it's like, was Dick Grayson pretending to be Batman or was Dick Grayson Batman? Dick Grayson was pretending to be Batman. It's just if you're wearing the suit and you're doing the superheroing, that's your secret identity. But there are I understand there the point are lines where people have noticed that Iron Man acts differently. People also noticed that Batman was acting differently. Exactly. Again, you're pretending to be this other person. Mm-hmm. So Rhodey maintains professionalism with the Avengers, while Obadiah Stain, a partner of Tony's father, who now owns his own company, Stain International, appears. Uh, he is the villain Ironmonger, played by uh, Jeff Bridges, who appears in the very first Iron Man movie. Now, Obadiah has been giving Tony a lot of problems of late, which has added to Tony's drinking, and Obadiah seizes the opportunity that Stark is a mess and he takes over stark international because it's time for some corporate takeover talk baby just what every comic book reader wants to know yeah and he does what any ceo does when they take over a corporation they fire fire everyone everyone. (laughs) yep uh stain tries to bully Rhodey out of the suit the iron man suit claiming that it is his property now and Rhodey challenges him to take it off him and in an effort to keep the Iron Man suits out of Stain's reach, Rhodey with Stark International scientist Morley Irwin disposes the full collection of Iron Man armors into the ocean. They just dump them into the ocean. Wow. Good. So actually not unlike the ending of Iron Man 3 where they just blow up all the suits Basically. for some reason. Yeah. Now, Morley and his sister, uh, Clytemnestra. Clytemnestra. I, yes. Uh, work with Rhodey to try and rebuild the company on the side. And Rhodey starts to pick up mercenary gigs. Who names their child Clytemnestra after all of all of the Greco-Roman canon you could name them after. Weird comic book writers. Um, and now while the brother and sister duo work as technical support uh, for his mercenary gigs, now these jobs were a way to save up and start a new electronics firm based out of Silicon Valley in the Californians because it is the 80s and baby Silicon Valley is a poppin'. We and made we're a, making computers in our garages. We're, we're making a view to a kill in Silicon Valley. <laughs> There's so many chips. Silicon Valley is the hip happen in place. George Lucas is settling there. Oh, Oh, baby. Full of chips. Yes. So many chips. Now, Tony finally recovers. He went through rehab. He's no longer drinking. Mm-hmm. And he learns what Rhodey and the gang are up to. Rhodey and the gang. Rhodey and the gang. And he decides to partner up and help get their company, which has the worst name ever, Circuits Maximus. Awful. Yep. What are these comic book writers yep. doing? So Tony decides to fund it and get it off the ground. Sure. Um, however... This did not mean that he was going back into the Iron Man. So he was fine with Rhodey just being Iron Man. Uh, But what was happening is that Rhodey was actually developing a secret sickness, something that he only got from all that superheroing. Mm. Unfortunately for Rhodey, he was dealing with some aggressive and erratic headaches when wearing the Iron Man armor. And he discovered 
that it was stemming from the helmet as it was never recalibrated for his brain patterns. Mm. Let's go beyond the point that that helmet probably doesn't fit him anyway because it was built for Tony. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's headaches. So with Tony's return and these erratic headaches, Rhodey developed paranoia as he suspected Tony secretly wanted the suit back. And he started. I mean, to, he definitely did. So yeah. it's not. Is, is it paranoia or is it the truth? It's the truth. And he started to act hostile and escalated to him endangering lives. And despite retrofitting the helmet to Rhodey's brain patterns, it didn't stop the headaches. And Rhodey was eventually forced to step down from Iron Man, leaving Tony to have to put on the suit. This feels a little convenient. Yeah. And after visiting the shaman of Canada's own Alpha Flight, shaman is a mystic, of course, character of that, uh, he helps Rhodey embark on a journey of self-discovery. And Rhodey realized that he was dealing with imposter syndrome as he felt deep down that he was unworthy of the mantle of Iron Man. Mm. I would argue that he is more worthy than most other people, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, then Obadiah Stane launches a bomb onto Circuit Magnus's factories. I can't with that name. Yep. Injuring Rhodey, but also killing Morley in mm. the explosion, but also putting the terrible company name out of existence. Woo! Uh, this incident finally pushes Tony to step back into the armor full time, and he faces off against staying in his ironmonger suit putting an end to that storyline woo eventually Rhodey joins tony in a new business adventure to establish stark enterprises mm-hmm. was stark international now stark enterprises even after healing from his injuries Rhodey was pretty reluctant to wear any armor again but he would as time to time serve as a substitute but he would never really be the main iron man going forward from mm-hmm. here uh Rhodey actually during one of his experiences in the iron man suit in endures a near death experience only one time well this is a specific one he was re-entering earth's atmosphere on the suit and the jet engines cut off and he had a steep descent angle and started almost cooking and boiling alive inside the Iron Man suit. I see. Uh, eventually, Tony again starts to have some health issues and is at death's door. And he is running Iron Man suits that he's controlling remotely um, because at the time, Tony has suffered nerve damage from extensive use of the various Iron Man suits and has kept it secret. He then decides to design the variable threat response battle model 16 or the mark one of the war machine suit as he would nickname it Mm. a suit that relied on heavy artillery with all the armor perks of an iron man suit specifically attended for all out warfare and it has a honking gatling gun on the side but we're going to learn specifically what happens. This is what it happens. It has various weapons such as repulsors, a unibeam, concussion pulses, twin-barreled cannon in the right gauntlet, a laser blade in the left, a wrist-mounted flamethrower, a shoulder-mounted Gatling gun, a shoulder-mounted box rocket launcher, shoulder-mounted particle beam. The army has more plating and shielding than standard armors, and it increases the strength of a normal human being by 500 times. So under optimal conditions, James Rode in the War Machine armor can lift 200 tons. Um, His flight speed has a casual cruising velocity of 540 miles per hour, but can also reach... faster than a jet engine? It's about the same as a commercial jet. Commercial jets fly around like 450 to 550. Okay. But its top speed can reach Mach 2, twice the speed of sound. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Now... I was going to bring this up. Action, Action figure spotlight. spotlight because we were talking about the classic War Machine armor a couple years ago. Marvel Legends made a exclusive figure to their website. They made the classic 
uh, war machine. It's sitting over there, and it has both. It has the rocket launchers. It has the Gatling gun. It looks so awesome. It's the like the most perfect war machine action figure I've ever had. And they gave uh, they gave all the little like you can have all the little rockets and the explosions and stuff like that. And uh, it's uh, sitting in the GHL studio right now. It's my favorite action figure. I have a question. Did you say that the armor has like a laser sword of yes, some kind? It has a laser sword. I have to say. Anyone who's working on any kind of Iron Man cum war machine cum Ironheart story, more laser sword action, please. That's cool. Ashley, I got to ask you. Okay. Do you like the classic black and silver war machine Gatling gun on the shoulder Iron Man suit? Or is it too grim and gritty for the 90s? Because that's definitely what inspired this is that we were entering the 90s. We were getting grim and gritty and our heroes had to be tough. Um, but what do you think about the the classic, like the War Machine, the, the the action figure that you literally can see in our shelves right now? Actually, all I can see are the two explosions coming out of his shoulders. Oh, you want me to pull them out here for no, you? No, it's fine. I know what it looks like. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I love the I love '90s comics, mm-hmm. and I love um, a lot of the good and a lot of the bad about the '90s comics. I that's probably my favorite war machine armor. I like it better than the iron Patriot where we're in, mm. where we're incorporating a little bit more of like red, white, and blue. I balk at patriotism a little bit when it comes to superheroes. I have sure. like weird feelings about it. And I like, I like black and silver just as a color combination, but I like black and silver because it, it in no way evokes red and gold. So he seems more like an original character than an Iron Man clone, which mm-hmm. is what I really like about it. It's what I like about like the Robin suit and the Nightwing suit is that they seem very different than the Batman suit. Mm-hmm. So even though they're part of a shared narrative family, they're a distinct identity. And I think that's what's cool about that original um, War Machine design. Now, after all this War Machine stuff, so Tony built his friend a brand new suit. Tony ends up catching a bad case of death. Again? Yeah, he dies. Come well, he didn't die. He didn't die before this. He just had rehab problems. Oh, I'm sorry, right? Yep. Um, this leaves Rhodey in control over Stark Enterprises mm-hmm. and War Machine, which was designed specifically for him to wear. Obviously, Rhodey feels obligated to run his company because he's a good friend and can't ignore a dying man's request, so he takes it on. And what happens in typical Tony fashion? It turns out, in fact, that Tony is not dead. For you see, he was experimenting on this life-saving machine that had to have Rhodey believe he was dead so that Tony could cure his weird headache stuff. Comics. Yeah. So Tony was cured of his illness. Now, Tony betrayed his battle buddy, Rhodey. Shocked. Shocked, I say, to learn this. On a very fundamental level and if you can't trust your battle buddy your most loyal friend Mm -hmm. what do you think you're gonna do like when roadie found out that tony had been flat out lying to him about being dead and roadie probably also roadie mourned tony for sure for a while for sure i i'm not quite certain how long this tony death happened i want to say it was probably it was at least three or four months Uh uh-huh so it was at least three or five or six issues where roadie thought tony was dead Mm mm-hmm what do you think Rhodey does? I hope he hits Tony right in the teeth. Pretty close. Rhodey quit. <laughs> Rhodey quit Stark Enterprises. Yeah, dude. And tells Tony to never talk to him again. Yeah, that's the he's lucky Rhodey didn't hit yep. him in the teeth. In fact, Rhodey outright rejects taking the war machine suit with him. But Tony insists. Tony's like, I made it for you. It won't work for me. It'll literally just sit on a shelf gathering dust. Um, and he was like, and he's like, if it makes you feel better, take the suit 
Go be your own Iron Man and prove that you're a better Iron Man than me, which Rhodey is, by the way. Um, so Rhodey packs War Machine up in a giant suitcase and rolls his carry-on out of Stark Enterprises. <laughs> um, Tony kind of sees this as the end of an era, um, and actually Tony loses a friendship, which he, and he actually says this in the comic books, with the finest man he has ever known, but he feels satisfied because he's like, he knows the world has gained a new hero. And Rhodey is without the military and without Tony for the very first time. Um, I'm not worried about it. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. And this is something we're going to talk about this a little bit. Um, at this time in the comic books, Tony views Rhodey as literally the only person that could take over Iron Man and uh -huh. the only person that has a moral compass strong enough that he trusts to run Stark Enterprises. Let's do a little thought experiment. Let's say Tony actually died. Mm -hmm. Now, Tony's died like I think three or four times in the comic books at this point. Mm -hmm. But would you want them in the Marvel comic books to be a direction that Tony dies, Rhodey takes over Stark Enterprises, Rhodey is Iron Man? going forward what what would you think about this like i don't think it would ever happen because tony stark especially because the movies is too big of a character but like would you would the, would you this be a direction that you would be curious to read is is roadie post tony stark's death running his company being not war machine he still have the war machine armor but he is iron man no i'm not interested in that remotely because okay. by doing that Rhodey is in this strange position where he's not a sidekick and he's not designed to be a sidekick, mm -hmm. but he falls into sidekick tropes. Well, because like, when he was first introduced, he definitely was a sidekick. I'm not interested in Rhodey being like the Iron Man because Tony's not around. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in him being Iron Man. I'm not interested in him running Stark Industries. I'm more interested in Rhodey like doing his own thing. So if they killed Tony Stark, which like I am very much in support of, sure. kill Tony Stark and never yeah. bring him back. Um, I would be more interested in like Rhodey grappling with like what is what is his legacy that I can carry forward because Stark Industries is not his thing. It's Tony's thing. Mm. Like like um Rhodey is not an industrialist. Mm. Rhodey is a military strategist. So mm. I'd be like, what could he do in honor of Tony? That's his I'd be more interested in if Tony just gave all his money to Rhodey and was like, you go do what you want to do in the world. Mm, interesting. Um I don't know. It just feels like derivative and it feels like, and here's a pat on the head, sir. Oh, see, I, I disagree. I would love mm -hmm. to see Rhodey as the titular Iron Man. But that's where you met him. I know. I know. And I, and I, I, I I'm not saying that your opinion is invalid. No, 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 no. And I actually think that he deserves it more so than other characters that have been created in more recent years that uh -huh. have been forced into the title. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I certainly agree with that more than I would agree with like Riri Williams becoming that is the exact character our, I was talking and about. And I like Riri. Um, and we talked we talked about that in our Ironheart episode. Mm -hmm. Is like she's also lacking, I think, like a proper place mm -hmm. um, because obviously she was designed with like the long term MCU editorial vision in mind. Mm -hmm. Of course. Now, after an incident in a fake Marvel country of Imaya, Rhodey needs help with the pairs or at least the blueprints to his war machine armor. But Tony, of all people, gets huffy about Rhodey. Tony Stark gets huffy? Never. Yeah. About Rhodey's actions in Imaya and tries to be the guy with moral superiority. You see, basically, I don't want to go too far into this, but Rhodey went and helped some people in a country that the UN and the Avengers deemed off limits. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Uh, Tony demands that Rhodey gives up the armor. Mm -hmm. And the two actually fight over it. We get a Iron Man war machine fight. And Tony performs a vocal security 
override that shuts down the war machine armor, revealing that Tony has a basically a failsafe control over his armor. It's giving Batman has a strategy for everyone. It's giving Riker turning data off in measure of a man. But here's the kicker. Rhodey kicks him in the head. No. So the armor (laughs) shuts down. Yeah. And Rhodey plays possum Mm. as Tony Stark comes closer and Rhodey sucker punches him in the teeth and reveals he's like hey man i'm an engineer too i spotted that's fail safe and i turned it off oh i love that yeah yeah i would have loved to see that in the movies (laughs) that would have been great uh eventually through the power of friendship and punching they punch out their differences and they actually become friends after this fight like many school children (laughs) and uh and (laughs) tony to his credit gives him the blueprints and then also upgrades the war machine with some new tech uh in good faith and as a as a present now eventually Rhodey, uh several comics and adventures and years after this he decides to retire being war machine he's like i'm tired of being a hero and he actually runs a salvage company um he goes and hangs out with his sister in brooklyn for a bit who eventually dies and he also meets uh the son and hangs out with the son of isaiah bradley now ashley would you like to explain to listeners who isaiah bradley is um, Isaiah Bradley is the OG Captain America. The first black, yeah, the black yeah. Captain America, yeah. Um, but none of that really matters because it's really quickly when he decides to just put on the War Machine armor again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a couple miniseries. He comes back. So Rhodey is back. He gets back on his feet. He's working as a military consultant in Dubai. Uh, but in Dubai, his armor is torn to shreds in combat. And it's actually worse than that. Mm. He basically takes on a lot of fire. He loses his arms. Mm-hmm. He loses his legs and he loses part of his face. Uh, but Tony fortunately was able to help his old friend and he gives him replacements with cybernetic prosthetics. And this was the two thousands and this is the height of the war on terror and a lot of movies. And so it turned. It's also post matrix. So we have a lot of like cyberpunk kind of body. Yeah, horror it turns roadie into, uh, I'm going to kind of say it and apologize to our younger listeners. Kind of a prick. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. a cyborg. He became mean. Well, it feels like it's giving cyborg from Teen Titans. Yeah. And he's very cyborg yeah. from Teen Titan. He's very. Uh, and then we got to Secret Invasion. Mm. Now, Secret Invasion, uh, uh, like the titular Disney Plus show, it's an event where the alien race known as the Scrolls, or are shapeshifters. They are secretly doubling as a lot of the Marvel characters for the past few years, and they eventually (laughs) initiated a full-fledged attack to control Earth. During this event, Rhodey took command of a space satellite per Tony's instruction, and it enabled him to turn the entire satellite into a giant suit of high-tech armor. Think about like an Iron Man suit floating around orbit of Mm -hmm. Earth. With this armor, Rhodey was basically a one-man armada versus the Scrolls armada. Um, And actually, he was pretty instrumental. Um, He figures out a way to get the Scroll ships to destroy one another, and um, he basically beats the entire armada by himself. Um, So... Also during this time after Secret Invasion, Rhodey very much has no qualms mowing down mercenaries. Uh Uh-huh. And he kind of was having a tough time dealing with him being basically cybernetic. Um, And he eventually realized that he needed to repair his body some way. And eventually he learned that a clone body was being developed in a facility in Colorado uh, that could double as his base on Earth. However... This clone body that Rhodey was like, oh, hey, that could 
I could just transport my brain over. Why there. is someone cloning Rhodey's body? Well, it's no, no. It is. It is a. I'm sorry. Apologies. It is. It is a clone body that is just being developed by scientists. And Rhodey is kind of. It's very. It's comic books, guys. I know. It's so I know. It is but a, I'm just. It like, is, let me explain. It is a clone body that makes no freaking sense. That a company is just developing. Does it have DNA of somebody? No. It is just a clone body. And Rhodey is like, I can put my DNA in that, and that could be me. I guess. Don't think about it. It's a stupid comic book. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, so he's like, oh, that clone body mm-hmm. could be um, my way out of this. Mm-hmm. However, where the clone body was being kept in this stupid facility, in this stupid storyline, uh-huh. eventually endured a full on attack. And his clone body was taken by none other than we'll find out who was taken by everybody. Right after this. And we're back. Rhodey War Machine is part cyborg, but he he found a, a clone body that who knows what it was doing there. And he's like, I could put my DNA in that. But then that clone body was taken by Norman Osborn. That's right. The Spider-Man supporting character, the father of Peter Parker's best friend and the villain, the Green Goblin. Um, you see, at the time after the fallout of Secret Invasion, S.H.I.E.L.D., the organization had collapsed and was reformed under Norman's leadership. And he renamed it the organization hammer. Uh, he didn't care much for what Rhodey was doing as he deemed it illegal. And he thought he was working with unauthorized technology and he was looking to shut down his whole war machine operation. And Osborne tried to put Rhodey on trial for war crimes. Rhodey indulged the charade as he secretly had a team working to retrieve the clone body underneath Norman's uh, eyes and have his mind transferred wirelessly. And eventually it all worked out. Rhodey got in the clone body. Hey, he's fully human Rhodey again. Yay, it all worked out. Um, And now he's normal Rhodey again, except in a clone body. I have so many questions. Don't ask them. I know. They're stupid. But I have so many questions. Also, this does feel like it might be like a soft inspo for the Superior Spider-Man body swap business. Well, I, I didn't go too deep into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you remember back in our Iron Man episode, way back in the day. I was like, I sure don't. <laughs> remember when I talked about the period when Tony Stark died? Yes, yeah, yeah. He actually did technically die because he transferred his brain yeah, into a yeah, new... Yeah cloned body what is it with the clones i don't know marvel and and what is it what is it with the iron men of like why are we doing so many body hops into clone Mm -hmm. bodies Um, well then you also have like iron man is just an exercise in body horror at this point because you know they're sealed inside the iron body as well the metal body they're definitely not made of iron it would have been so heavy well here's the thing like roadie has a lot of fallout from being war machine he has a lot of physical hardships um you know he's turned into a cyborg like why why are we doing this to War Machine? Why are we I'll doing this to Rhodey? I'll tell you Rody? exactly why. Sure. Because, because it's a bunch of lazy writers who know four things about the military, and one of them is that people often come out physically... Explosions. Yeah. With physical injuries, yeah. and, and obviously internal injuries mm-hmm. as well. I'm not trying to undersell like the effects of PTSD or anything like that. Um it's 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 a it's a lazy choice mm-hmm. and that's why they're doing this to roadie specifically mm-hmm. but it feels a little mean it feels a little pointed i have to say i will say the cybernetic war machine runs are not good yeah don't read any yeah. okay so tony stark goes off world to become a member of the guardians of the galaxy and roadie is called in by a newly reformed shield and agent phil colson Ask Rhodey to assist him in stopping a group of Iron Patriot drones that were hijacked. Now, 
The Iron Patriot, you saw it in Iron Man 3. Yep. It's an Iron Man-like armor with the design scheme of Captain America. It was created by Norman Osborn for his use when Norman Osborn was in control of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hammer, and he ran a team called the Dark Avengers. They didn't call themselves the Dark Avengers to the public. But that's what the book was called. That was the book. Actually, it's a really good book. It's yeah. a really good book. So S.H.I.E.L.D. made a comeback, and they're trying to repossess all the Iron Man Patriot suits that mm -hmm. are out there. Um, and they wanted to make them a small fleet to operate them as drones. And for a small stint... Rhodey took on the mantle of Iron Patriot, moving his operations to Georgia to be with his father, Terrence, and his niece, Lila, uh, who is the daughter of his sister, who I mentioned earlier. Clytemnestra. Yes. Uh, no, that is the sister of the scientist. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Rhodey wanted to focus on humanitarian work using the Iron Patriot. Basically, sorry, before we get too far into this, Rhodey's family members really don't matter too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't really interact. Do you think he named his dad Terrence after Terrence Howard? Uh, at this point, Yes. At this point, I think 100% yes. Uh, Rhodey's family is Tony, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Rhodey's family is Tony and Pepper, and Happy Hogan, who is forgotten all the time, but that's that's Rhodey's family. Mm -hmm. So, Rhodey wanted to focus on humanitarian work. He gets mixed in an assassination plot by a vindictive ex-Shield agent that kidnapped his niece and his father. This agent also has complete control over the Iron Patriot suit and used it to blackmail Rhodey to assassinate a former U.S. president. If you're, this sounds familiar, it might be like somebody that made Iron Man 3 read this comic book. Mm -hmm. Now, Terrence and Lila show to be capable as Lila make her escape, and she manages to communicate with one of the Iron Patriot joints and send it to rescue her grandfather, and Terrence uses the suit to pilot, and he actually saves his own son at the expense of his own life. So this is how mm. Rhodey's father dies. Um, after this, in honor sort of his father, Rhodey retires the Patriots Iron Patriot suit forever, and he reclaims a new version of his war machine armor. Now, Ashley, it's 2016. Okay. We have a new Marvel movie coming out called Captain America Civil War. Yes. And you know what that means? It means it's time for Civil War. Pardee. Now, <laughs> Ashley, we didn't talk about Civil War 1. Rhodey's not a big part of it. Yeah. Iron Man is. Yeah. You want to briefly explain what Civil War One is, and then I'll explain what Civil War Two is. Yeah. At least in the context of the Marvel Universe. I'm not talking about the American Civil War, the Spanish Civil War. I'm talking about the Marvel Comics Civil so War. So the American Civil War could have definitely no! been avoided if no! we'd actually added that clause about Stop! slavery no! to the Declaration of Independence. That <laughs> <laughs> um, Civil War in the... <laughs> Tell me I was wrong. I defy you. Um, don't, because I don't care. No, you. I just, I just don't want to. <laughs> no, 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 I know, I know. Um, uh, Civil War in the context of Marvel Comics is um, something bad happens. A bunch of people die. And the U.S. government says, if you want to be a superhero, you have to register with us. Iron Man says, yes. Captain America says, no. People join their respective factions, hence Civil War. Yes. In Civil War Two. Uh, a new inhuman emerged called Ulysses Kane, and inhumans are basically an offshoot of humanity with superhuman powers that keep themselves isolated from the rest of the world. Don't worry about it. But Ulysses' power is he's able to profile the future, meaning that he's sort of like the movie. He's movie. He's, he's like the movie Minority Report. Mm -hmm. He can tell when somebody's going to commit a crime. Uh, Ulysses predicts that Thanos, the Mad Titan, would target the Cosmic Cube located in a mountain facility in the state of New York. And together with the Ultimates, this is when they were in the Marvel Comics universe, a task force created by Carol Danvers and Rhodey, they ambush Thanos. Things go sideways as Thanos punches Rhodey and his armor could not absorb the impact from a Mad Titan. So Rhodey effectively dies. If you've seen this panel... Thanos punches Rhodey's stomach out, basically. Yeah, he no, like, it's bad. Like, it's bad. Um, and this sparks 
Rhodey's death is basically the start of the second civil war as an enraged Tony creates a faction opposing the use of, of Ulysses power to preemptively stop crime as Carol. So Carol's like, we need to like arrest everybody that, that Ulysses says. And yeah. Tony's like, you idiot. That's what got Rhodey killed. Yeah. Uh, and at this time, Carol and Rhodey were dating. So yeah. that's another reason why this is. So we have both sides that are very personal. I just kind of wish that Rhodey hadn't been the cannon fodder for the this sacrificial event. limb. Also, fun fact: um, if you do want to know a little bit more about Inhumans, we do have an episode on it, episode one seventy six. Yeah. Just because I know, for the sake of clarity, mm-hmm. we sped past them. Uh, would you look real quick, and we'll tell you what, what number our Iron Man episode was as well. Yes. Uh, but don't worry about it. Rhodey's not dead for very long, long because it's comic books, baby, and uh, death doesn't matter anymore because after the events of Civil War Two, Tony revealed that he. Had DNA altering methods, or as some would say, a clone body, or as some would say, a retcon device, yep. which he used on Roddy Rody's body. So Rody is now alive. Rody died twice now at this point. Yeah, uh, I think Tony Stark at this point has died like four times. So as you can imagine, this this time for some reason, I don't know. The second time Rody comes back to death, he deci- he starts to have suffer PTSD over dying in the Iron Man or mm-hmm. the War Machine suit, and. Tony provides him a large weaponized vehicle called a manticore, which doubles as a mech suit. It kind of looks like a giant spider. Yeah, it's cool. Um, because Rhodey can't put on the Iron Man suit. He starts becoming claustrophobic. Uh, but eventually, with help and therapy, Rhodey eventually gets back into the war machine armor, and he feels comfortable being like a can of Campbell's soup again. Um, and as he gets comfortable, he joins a reinstated force work set up by shield agent Maria Hill. And it's a task force that is works to neutralize AI that is related to terrorism. And that's kind of where we're going to leave war machine, except for remember that short bit where there was that punisher run where uh, Frank castle wore an Iron Man suit. I sure don't. Well, he did. <laughs> I believe he, it's kind of goofy, I don't but know he why did. you were like, remember Yeah, <laughs> that was roadies. War machine suit. Wow. And when Rhodey came, that happened. Didn't give Frank no headaches, only gave to wear someone else's suit, only gave Rhodey headaches. I guess Frank is tougher. I don't know. Absolutely not. Frank chews enough tobacco that he can get through it. I don't know. So anyways, he did that because Rhodey was dead. Yeah. So Rhodey comes back to life and Rhodey confronts the Punisher who had stolen the war machine armor. And after appealing to the Punisher's inner sense of military honor and telling him that he's like, hey, you're dishonoring my legacy military bro. Yeah. You can't really do this. Frank gives up the suit, mm. which I actually think is a nice ending to that storyline. And I, I do believe that Frank would be like it, military bro to military bro. Yeah. You're yeah, kind of yeah. making me look bad, bro. Yeah, yeah, and he'd yeah. be like, you got it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they'd go bro force. Go play that video game. Interesting. Not an ad. Uh, okay. And- do you want to know which are our, our Iron Man episodes? Please. Uh, so uh, Geek History Lesson, tw- uh, 212 and 213. And then if you skip to 330, uh, we had a little spotlight with uh, Iron Man writer Christopher Cantwell there yes. as well. Yes, uh, because we did a two-parter yep. on Iron Man because yep. I like Iron Man. Yes, you do. Uh, and then this is your geek history lesson on War Machine. So this is the end here. Woo! We have to end here. So Let's get into that recommended reading. Yes, where if you go to geekhistorylesson.com slash recommended reading, you can find everything Professor Jason is going to recommend you in your format of choice uh, that it will expand upon what we talked about here because we want you to love these characters as much as we do. The very first one is the Iron Man epic collection titled War Machine. This is oh, yeah. where uh, I actually own this collection. Uh, this is where the War Machine armor is first developed. This is where Rhodey first puts it on. And actually, Tony wears it for a big part of it because Tony wore the Iron War Machine armor first. And then he was like, I don't actually have 
have like the cojones to carry this off. So mm-hmm. it's going to go to Rhodey. Uh, War Machine Volume 1 Ironheart. This collects the War Machine miniseries 1 to 5. This is where Jim Rhodes as a cyborg faces off against Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. So you, if you're interested in how uh, James Rhodes went from cyborg to in a new clone body, this is the miniseries that tells you. Also, I will tell you that War Machine James Rhodes versus Iron Patriot Norman Osborn is a good time. Cool. Cool. cool when you cool. ignore the cybernetics of it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be like, it's just Rhodey. It's actually a good story. And then my final suggestion is a book called Super Soldiers by Jason Inman. Ooh. Uh, you can even get a signed and personalized copy. Yes. Uh, so this one, I wrote about Rhodey quite a bit. And I want to give you a little thing. This is a book that I wrote. This is about um, a nonfiction book that I wrote about the connection between comic book superheroes and the military. And uh, this is from the final Rody has a big chapter. This is the final uh, couple of lines from the Rody chapter that I'd just like to read to everybody. James Rody Rhodes is not only a great man, but he's an astounding character. In fact, he was my introduction to the character of Iron Man. Tony Stark said it best when once talking about Rhodey. He said, you literally catch me when I fall. You're James Rhodes. That's what you do. And if we could all have a battle buddy like Rhodey, all of our lives would be better. So yeah, you can get that on Amazon or you can come pick it up on my website, jasonimmon.com slash store and I will sign the copy and probably give you a bookmark. I, uh, I also want to say that as uh, the first ever reader of this mm-hmm. and the editor, it's the best chapter in the book. Ah, the Rody chapter? The Rody chapter, oh. for sure. Yeah, because you can tell I like Rody a lot. Yeah, your passion really yeah. comes through. All right, let's get into that honor roll. Yes, where if you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'll read whatever you write. If you're a nice international friend, please take a screenshot and email it to geekhistorylesson at gmail.com because we can't see your reviews, but we want them. And tell us where you're from when you send them to us. We have two lovely friends joining us in the Teacher's Lounge today. First is Night Runner 79 who says, two awesome cats. Hi, my name is... <laughs> We're two awesome cats. I we like are. That. All right. Technically three, because we don't forget to turn break. Oh, that's Two right. awesome cats. That's right. Hi, my name is Gracia from the Lone Star State at Fort Hood. Oh, cool. Hello. These two awesome cats need an actual TV show on the CWC talking about their knowledge of superheroes and everything geeky. Thank you. I've been listening to these guys for six months now from their first lesson uh, to lesson 209 at this current moment. I listen to you guys every day. Oh, I love you. the mom and dad jokes. <laughs> the on the spot songs get stuck in my head and I laugh to myself. I've got some people at my job listening. You are doing the goddesses work to you guys because they hear me listening to it in my office. Uh, could you do a lesson on the Red Hulk General Ross? I will say um, probably in the ver- in the future. Probably when the next Captain America yeah, movie comes yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. West Coast Avengers. Dun, dun, dun. Did you just sing that or is she right? That's that's oh, yeah, yeah. they uh, Gracia. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not assuming West your pronouns. Coast Avengers. Don't down. That's what they wow, signed up wow, for. Wow, 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 so thank wow. you, Gracia, from Fort Hood. Wow, cool. Uh, and they. I are, wonder. Uh, I wonder if you serve. You do. Uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Or if you're supporting someone, thank them. For yeah. Their if you're service. a civilian working on a military yeah, or if you're base, a thank you. Or family thank, member. Thank you for your service yeah. at Fort Hood. Yeah. Wow, cool. I've never been there actually. Uh, we're also joined by some man ticks who says does help. I don't listen to every episode. Why not? But these two have helped me from living in the dark to coming into the light with the knowledge they bring. They make it so fun. You're not just listening to someone talk for however long and the hosts are relatable. Thank you. Um, also I like the joke of your name. So some man ticks and night runner 79. Welcome into the teacher's lounge today. Professor Jason, what is going on in there? James Rhodey Rhodes 
is working on his Gatling gun. Oh, God, I it's, want a selfie with him so bad. It's all over the coffee table. <laughs> but don't worry, because he brought a very special friend into the teacher's lounge with him. Kansas City's favorite son, Don Frank Cheadle Jr. Jr. is also there. What, two roadies? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. What a treat. Um, <laughs> double the roadie, double the fun. How do you, as our as our resident roadie expert, yeah. how do you think, what does, is roadie a coffee man? Is he a tea man? Is he a matcha guy? Like, what is roadie's beverage of choice? Oh. Is he a soda guy? You know, I don't think, Co- I, 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 Cody, <laughs> I don't think roadie drinks caffeine. I don't think Travis Cody Bond, our noted Canadian <laughs> listener, drinks caffeine. Great listener. <laughs> <laughs> great um, no, I I don't think he drinks caffeine. Interesting. Um, he seems like he seems like a straight edge, a straight edge kind of guy. He definitely does. Like maybe a beer here and there. You know what? I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say m- maybe the most. Yeah, he'll get to have a beer here and there. I think. He, I think he's drinking a lemonade. Ooh, yeah. I think he's drinking yeah, like yeah, a yeah. very natural yeah. lemonade. That's mm-hmm. what I think he's drinking. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like based on his experiences and everything, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I think he's very straight edge. Yeah. And I think being so close to Tony, I don't think he's a heavy drinker. Bingo. I yeah. think that's, I think, I think he, I think when he indulges, he indulges with Tony. Yeah. He would get like a beer and nurse it all night. Or, yeah. 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 Or a drink. And yeah. And Tony is like trying to get him drunk the entire night. A hundred percent. He's like, let uh, loose, man. But he's like, I can't drink, but you can. Yeah. Let me watch, man. Let me sniff the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you so much for those amazing honor rolls and those reviews uh go over to spotify go over to you know itunes or apple podcast and leave us a review uh don't forget if you want to support this podcast and support our patreon where we have four bonus pods a month including jason and jeremy john about justice league it is our justice league animated review show we're we're closing in on justice league unlimited finally everybody Booster gold. plus we have a ghl discord and you can get ad free episodes over there so hop onto that uh patreon.com slash jawin uh this this episode we're going to talk about uh GHL Extra, we're going to talk about War Machine and the Avengers. I think mm-hmm. we're going to have like a fun little experiment off the top of our head. Um, Ashley, where can they follow? Uh, I believe let's talk Let's talk about one because we have so many social medias. We do. But let's talk about the one where there's a giveaway. Uh, what, what is, I believe Geek History Lesson has a TikTok now. We do. Correct? We have a TikTok at Geek History Lesson. Super easy to find. Mm-hmm. You can also find it because they've tagged uh, both Jason's TikTok and mine in a bunch of accounts. So if you follow us, it's super easy to find over there. We're doing a giveaway to try to uh, a great bring, book. Bring is it the American over. way? It's the, we have two copies of yeah. the American mm-hmm. way that we're giving it's a really good away. Book. It's a really good book, uh, which is all about Superman and Nazis and Marilyn Monroe. I'm not kidding. No. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's literally about the creation of Superman and um, the immigrants in New York who helped the the Jewish men mm-hmm. who basically helped get that character to DC Comics. The, cult- the cultural background of and, it takes a village. And some of, the, I, again, I don't want to explain too much of it because it's like really good. And uh, some of these men knew Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah. It is it, and Adolf, it, Adolf Hitler's in the book no, too. It's, it's what, it is like the like prose nonfiction it's gonna, comic book book of of the year. It's gonna. I have a feeling it's gonna be made into a movie soon. I really do. Yeah, it's like it's already scooped up a bunch yep. of awards. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna. It's it's gonna be made into either a movie or a documentary. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We have two copies of it to give away. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, if you're in the U.S., we will cover shipping. If you are not in the U.S., you have to cover shipping. Mm-hmm. But, I'm so sorry, but, but all the details for that are over, are at our over TikTok. on TikTok. Yep. Um, and then uh, they're also pinned to our Instagram. But the nice. TikTok is Geek History Lesson. Ashley, you're on TikTok as well, right? I am. I'm at Ashley B. Robinson everywhere. Yes, and I'm at Jason Inman Writer mm-hmm. because I can't keep the same thing everywhere. It's different. Right. I became one of those people. 
I'm moving away from drama. It just happened. It's okay. We all change. But you know what else happens with change? Stick around. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's where you stuck through all our plugs, everybody. And now, uh, Ashley, so I want to explore an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's no Tony Stark. Okay. Let's say that James Rhodes in the Marvel Universe is the one and only Iron Man. Okay. There was no Tony Stark. So he's an engineer. Oh, and, what a beautiful utopia we live in. And he got put in that same situation as Tony, and he built a suit mm. and became Iron Man and mm-hmm. escaped. Um, what, how do you think War Machine's characteristics and motivations would differ as Iron Man? And do you think the Marvel Universe would be significantly different if Rhodey was the Marvel Universe Iron Man from the beginning? If Rhodey was... The Iron Man from the beginning, in terms of the MCU specifically, yeah, we can do that. There would be no use for Captain America on the team. Yeah, basically, um, because you know, Rhodey and Steve kind of serve the role of being Tony's literary foil. Mm-hmm. Because in the MCU, despite the fact that Captain America is clearly the team leader. Iron Man operates as the team leader because we are feeding Robert Downey Jr.'s contract and ego throughout the course of his tenure in the MCU Mm -hmm. as the person who started in the first movie um, and keeping him in a leadership position um, as well. And they both serve the role of checking him. So if Iron Man um, has his spit together and is a military mind and is a tactician and is a natural leader, then you don't need... um, Unless you're going to draw more on the man out of time thing, which they drop pretty quickly with Steve, except for comedy purposes. You just don't need that character. It's the same thing with Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, you streamline your team a little bit more. I think it would have been. Wait, a, I will say, I will just know in the comic books, it's interesting. Falcon's not in the military. That is a. I'm just talking about the MCU. Totally, totally. Um, but yes, you're correct. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also going to say that it would have been a bold move on uh, Marvel Studios' behalf to launch with a black uh, superhero. Would have been a very bold move. Would have been a bold Would have also been a bold move if War Machine was the first movie of way, of Phase 2. Yep. And uh, we would have had a we would have a War Machine trilogy at this point. Yeah, and we just, especially if you're going to cast. You know, Academy Award nominee Don Frank Cheadle Jr., Kansas City's Kansas favorite, City's favorite son, son, in that part. Um, in terms of like the comics, that's a little harder to parse, right? Yeah, that's fine. We don't have to go that far. But um, I would say that we certainly would not have got Demon in a Bottle. That certainly would have never um, come to pass. And it would have been, it, I mean, it would have been very different. I can't say it would have been better. It would have been more to my preference. Sure. Um, is there anything else you want to add to that? Um. No, I think you're right. I it's it's one of those universes where I'm like, wow, that would have been a rad universe. Yeah, like I just think Rhodey's a far superior character. It's funny in the research, Diego and I kind of stumbled onto this whole idea of you know what an interesting world it would have been, kind of like Wally West taking over for the Flash. Mm-hmm. If in the height of Demon in the Bottle, if Tony Stark had just died i think and, it would have been more interesting if tony stark had stopped being iron man and it was roadie from there on uh, out. yes yep. and, and tony if you if tony had to return maybe yep. returned in like an oracle yeah type or like he's like maybe the public face maybe, or he's the funding maybe he's the guy in the chair yeah like i i i would have liked that better yeah and personally. like and and roadie yeah. is our iron man because, because flip-flopping between the two of them is a bit strange yep. yeah and then it it also has that problem of like 
when you have Tony around, then War Machine just becomes the part two, like yeah. the, the part yeah. two kind of yeah. guy. So anyways. So, all right. So that's a very interesting question. All right. Well, thank you listeners for listening to our podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Geek History Lesson. I am Jason Black and Silver Inman. I'm Ashley Victoria Robinson and Professor Jason, would you please dismiss the class? Class is now dismissed. <laughs>